Hi, this is St. Cloud Mayor Dave Kleiss. Uh, welcome to the podcast. It's been a while since I've uh, had a podcast that is sitting down here in the mayor's office and actually uh, chatting a little bit about 2020. Uh, as we round out uh, what's been a just uh, unbelievably, uh, you know, just say it, miserable year for a lot of folks. And uh, the world has experienced something that uh, hasn't experienced in 100 years. And uh, it hit it hit hard. Uh, you know, I remember the starting this year. In fact, I remember this time of year last year, uh, anticipating, which is always the case, um, you know, during the Christmas holidays, thinking about the end of the year, reflecting on the, how the year had been uh, last year and, and looking so forward to 2020, um, you know, going into a new decade, uh, all the things that uh, we all hope and wish for. And then, of course, uh, the year started out great, actually, in January. Um, I had a really uh, wonderful opportunity. Uh, we had a a, a great turnout at uh, the Martin Luther King uh, event. Um, the um, uh, you know that was just a huge gathering of people uh, celebrating uh, uh, celebrating that community aspect and, and service. Um, uh, Valerie Jarrett was our keynote speaker, and she just did a phenomenal job. And uh, you know, huge crowd uh, actually did something publicly, which I haven't done. Actually, I've done it now twice. So we'll talk a little later about that. But sang, I led a song. Uh, we all did. Uh, we did um, this little light of mine. I'm going to keep it shine. It was. A, it was a great event, a great breakfast, um, and had an opportunity uh, to uh, to have a lot of things in, in January, which is great. I was out in D.C., had a great opportunity there to talk to to folks on some projects going forward. Uh, and then, of course, uh, got into uh, into February, got a, got away on a little trip, which was great. Uh, you know, I'm, I, I don't think I've talked about that as often on these podcasts, sir, but I, I, I am somebody who enjoys and loves to travel. I grew up in a small little town of Litchfield, not too far from here, and I think for the first 18 years of my life, I think the only place I ever got to is the Black Hills in South Dakota, and that was a long drive as a little kid. Um, but uh, after I, uh, my senior year, I got a chance to fly over to Germany in a, in a German club trip, uh, and that was my, my first time on an airplane, actually. And then uh, and then uh, was stationed, uh, got into the Air Force, and was stationed in Okinawa, Japan for a year and a half. And it really, both those two trips, the one to Germany and the one to Japan, really opened um, you know my desire to travel. And since then, I've been to uh, 116 countries around the world, every state uh, in the Union, uh, most of the territories, um, and uh, I have just had a love for travel. And uh, last year, I, I added that 116th country, uh, which was the Maldives, and it was a wonderful, uh, great place to to you know. And that you know that you know sitting in the in the beautiful uh, turquoise ocean water and thinking about the year and how great it was. On my way back from that trip, actually, I was getting on a plane, and what I get a, I get a text message from my fire chief that the press bar uh, was engulfed in flames, and you know, and we all know what happened then. And I thought, oh, gee, this is going to be one of those years. It was a total loss. Um, since then, there have been charges um, of of arson back, you know, months ago, and now just recently, federal charges uh, of arson, and um, still, uh, it's not a hole anymore. But look for some exciting things in 2021 there, because uh, it's close to. To, uh, close to being able to announce, I think, in the future, it's a great a project you're going to see down there. But, but that really started that, you know, wow, what kind of year is this going to be? And then, of course, we, the next month, um, you know, uh, the pandemic. I mean, obviously, the first cases were in January, I think January 21st, in the United States, in, in Washington State. Uh, but in Minnesota, it was the uh, 13th of 
March that the governor uh, declared a state of emergency, uh, 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 president uh, declared a national emergency, and within just two days we declared uh, uh, a local emergency. And uh, you know, we all know uh, since then uh, how challenging that has been. Uh, I know and recall, um, you know, we started, I did, a, I did an update, a COVID-19 update, uh, 65 of them in a row, uh, 65 days in a row on every weekday. Um, and uh, it was something that there was always something to talk about from the from the restrictions to the closures to all of the changes that many of us, uh, you know, expected to last for a period of time. Uh, no one, no one, you know, would have expected uh, nine months. Here we are nine months later. Um, and uh, we're still, uh, although uh, nine months later, there is tremendous hope. Uh, with uh, vaccines um, that have not only been approved, that are already being taken. Uh, you know, the very, very first vaccine just weeks ago uh, to a, to a, a woman in in the United Kingdom, and of course a nurse out in New York uh, got the first U.S. Vac- vaccination, and and uh, we have uh, we had some folks at the VA here in, in healthcare in Minnesota get the first vaccination. So, it, the first round is for healthcare workers um, who have done a tremendous, uh, remarkable job through this whole process. Uh, uh, they're, they're our front line and and they are truly heroes in in the last nine months that we have we have witnessed uh, so many great stories but uh, they're the first to be uh, in that what is it 1a i think as there as it rolls out the vaccine and then of course we'll we'll have first responders um, and of course then at some point we'll you know in the in the next months uh we'll have uh, everyone in the general public and uh, that will create that that very bright light at the end of the tunnel but uh, challenges still exist where we're at and um you know uh, that that the pandemic has really uh, caused a, a tremendous strain on folks, and uh, and it's there still. Despite that, there have been so many remarkable stories of people stepping forward, uh, tremendously, uh, you know, tremendous amount of you know acts of kindness and compassion, um, uh, and you know that's something. Um, uh, as I mentioned before, the first time I sang was in January, and that was uh, to, to lead the song. Uh, this little light of mine. I ended up. Who would have? Ne- I would have never thought that I would be singing, uh, featured on Minnesota Public Radio, singing "God Bless America" on the steps of my house. But uh, for a number of weeks, every Wednesday. I know people from throughout the area um, got out and sang God Bless America. We started that in honor of those people on the front line, the healthcare workers, our first responders, all those folks that were doing so much. Um, And um, that is still um, something that is so important to, uh, to reflect and honor all of what um, they have done. In fact, we have an award every year. It's called the Reflection of the Year Award. And this year, without a doubt, it goes to all the frontline folks, in particular those healthcare workers. Um, I think very fitting. Um, there, there were the, uh, the, um, you know, honored in so many different ways, uh, nationally and internationally. And of course, uh, uh, we're going to join in in that gratitude here at the local level as we reflect on 2020. Uh, of course, it wasn't just the pandemic, um, you know, that we had challenges with this year. You know, with the uh, with, with the um, death of George Floyd, uh, that uh, that uh, at the end of May um, really sparked and set off, um, you know, a tremendous. Uh, of course, we had the the civil unrest that took place and the riots in Minneapolis and what. Uh, beyond Minneapolis, um, you look at uh, nationally and internationally, for that matter, 
the the aspect of uh, of, the, of the civil unrest and and um, you know the there's just a terrible uh, situation that um, you know with the, the murder of George Floyd and the way that took place it you know it it um, it really uh, catapult um, you know the aspect of social justice and and lots of uh, discussions all over the world and uh, and and, all, and also not only that but changes in legislation and and um, and things that were you know it really gave us an opportunity here in St. Cloud uh, to look and to reflect at a, a number of things that we've done over the years um, that some cities after the after the death of George Floyd were just starting to look at for the very first time. Uh, we have been you know blessed to have such a tremendous uh, a group of folks and I, I cannot say enough uh, for about how important our law enforcement uh, folks are in this area and how they every day engage in the community. In fact, we're one of the few units, I think, that actually has an engagement d division of our police department. And this was before anything that happened this year. We had a community policing agreement, and this was before anything that happened. That goes all the way back to the discussions that began in 2004. The first agreement was signed in 2005. Um, and uh, we we, re we continue to have conversations and, and, uh, and actually um, added the last uh, piece of it uh, as we started in 2017 and was agreed on in 2018. Um, uh, and we meet, uh, Matt had have met, and each and every year uh, following that agreement. In fact, this year, uh, just because of what was happening in, in the country, uh, we met several times since then, including out in at Lake George. Um, you know, socially distanced and wearing masks, which is kind of the way the the meetings were all summer. Um, uh, we met and had discussions. We didn't, you know, we did not go uh, unscathed by the aspect of civil unrest, um, even in St. Cloud. Uh, we had, I, I remember very vividly, and you know, being. Uh, my phone went off at 3 o'clock in the morning, and uh, when my phone rings at 3 o'clock in the morning and I see that Chief Blair Anderson is on the on the call, I know that can't be good news. And, of course, that night was uh, was terrible because of somebody posting something on social media that was completely inaccurate. It created um, it created a challenge in our community. We had we had uh, folks uh, breaking windows and glass and some some rioting all the way to the police station. We immediately, because of the agreement, because of the relationships that we built in this community, uh, but it was on the phone from that three o'clock time until we held a press conference at 8 a.m. Just you know five hours later, with myself, the chief, the head of um, Pastor Alberts, who was the head of the or kind of the spearheaded and was chaired the community policing agreement, and Denise Folly, who was the as the president of the, N the local NAACP, uh, we all together came out and, uh, and you know, right away got the right information out, not the information that was on social media, um, and came together um, because we collaborate and work together uh, on a regular basis far before this year began. Um, and uh, even despite that, we had uh, we had some uh, you know some uh, writing that night. Uh, we took, I believe, uh, very strongly the the proper response, and on that third night, brought together folks from you know, from the community. Um, and um, there was three nights, there was very little on that third night. And uh, fortunately, we didn't see what was happening in Minneapolis and other cities around, around the country because of the relationships built long, um, hard conversations way before this took place. In fact, the state legislature met um, this year also and made changes, um, changes that didn't have to be made here because we already have those, not only those policing agreements, but the use of force and the things that we have done because we've had conversations and connected um, this year. So um, that was a challenging aspect of from May through the entire summer. And of course, uh, you add on top of that, um, you know, uh, uh, which is always the case every four years, uh, 
uh, a presidential election uh, that um, you know spurs uh, tremendous emotions on 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 all sides and and something that um, you know you add COVID, you take civil unrest, you take the issue of a presidential election, uh, and then the restrictions as a result. And um, that that adds for a for a really um, difficult 2020. Uh, and now, as we um, you know, uh, we we expect it. Or I, I guess I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. But as they told us in in the spring, expect a, probably another surge. And of course, we had that. And uh, of course, uh, restrictions were put put in place um, four weeks ago. And uh, just you know, just uh, listening. Uh, um, yesterday uh, to uh, the governor um, extending some of that, lifting some, extending some other uh, restrictions. Um, but uh, as I mentioned earlier, we see vaccines that have been approved. Of course, in the United States, there's one, another one that should be within days. Uh, and there are other vaccines that are still in, in line uh, to be approved. And uh, so uh, clearly this will end. And I, I think I, I used to, uh, every day I the 65 times I did my my uh, COVID update, I would always end with this: this will end, and we will be back stronger uh, than ever before. And I and I still solidly uh, believe that uh, with uh, with all my being that uh, we're going to be when this ends, uh, we're going to come back uh, even stronger and more resilient, more prepared uh, as we move forward. So uh, the year has been uh, challenging um, from the city's perspective, from the state's perspective, the nation, and the world, and and from a personal perspective. Um, you know, this is a year that uh, you know and it's a challenging aspect i uh, i lost uh, i lost a, a brother my little brother um uh you know two years younger uh, than than i and uh this year uh, just uh, just a tragic um uh situation in july and you know so add add that to uh, to all the other uh, challenges and and i know i'm not i don't speak for you know just myself i know despite all the things that are happening each and every one of us have had our our, our, our additional challenges whatever they may be and and they're made worse um you know when you're when you're dealing with something in a national level um but there's still the aspect of hope um uh, i i feel strongly about that and there's still countless opportunities uh, and, and examples of of just remarkable stories of things that uh, that happened this year uh, despite that um, we've had some really we've, we've become adapted to um, technology I mean even myself I would have thought that I've had so many meetings online um, uh, this year and you know and and things are done differently I'm a small business owner and um, you know I own a, a Central Minnesota Driving Academy and that's a driver's education I mean you can't really socially distance we don't have cars that have the driver and the passenger seat six feet apart uh, at least not uh, the way we teach so we had to do things differently um, schools have had challenges you know I, I feel for the teachers uh, businesses have that I've either either closed or have had to change um, for so for some um, you know COVID has been a, an opportunity to change and how you change how you do things I am I am you know I think without a doubt they're moving forward even after the pandemic ends and we go back to a, a normal it'll be a new normal there will be some things that we we have become so accustomed to that you know does it does it always make sense to drive, you know, two hours to a meeting uh, and have a conference when you can do, uh, you know, the one thing that will always be important is the social connection, the actual physical connection with people to be together at a, whether it's a meal or a, or at an event, that, uh, that's something that I, you know, and I know most people miss. Um, but the aspect of doing certain things um, through technology and through distance, um, I, I think will will stay with us. So um, we're, we'll be looking to a new normal. We'll look for new opportunities um, as we as we move forward into into 2021. Uh, but one thing I believe is is clear that um, you know our, our 
there will be uh, a, a lot of, uh, of, of power and strength in uh, in that um, that future, um, and a lot of uh, you know a lot of hope uh, out there. I think uh, we will be stronger. I think as a nation, as a state, and as a community, and as a world, um, uh, because um, you know going through something with um, you know with um, seven plus billion people <laughs> you're doing something you know it's one of those things rarely do does everyone experience something on the planet at the same time in, in a similar way um and uh you know so that's uh, it's something this year we will always remember if you you know I, I feel for those who graduated from college or, or high school when these are the most momentous periods in your life you will always remember 2020 i think everyone will remember uh, how 2020 is uh, but um, but again, uh, as always, um, you know, uh, reach out if you've got a, a question or an, an issue or a concern. Um, you know, these podcasts I do on a regular basis. So look for a couple more yet before the year is over. I'm going to plop in some. And then, of course, uh, we'll, I'll be doing this on a, a little bit more ready, uh, regular basis. Um, but uh, you can go back and look at some of the ones we've done. And, of course, I'll, I'll have some guests coming up here as we, as we round out the year. So I want to wish everyone, um, you know, uh, a, a, just a tremendously um, uh, happy and prosperous and, you know, um, great 2021. Uh, have a very Merry Christmas, uh, Happy Holidays, and, uh, you know, and uh, however, uh, however this year uh, has been for you, uh, let's all hope, and I'm confident it will be better next year.